I think it's real probable that we have two DNA on this planet. One is God's creation, human DNA. The other is this hybrid alien style DNA and the alien pure blood DNA. They recruit humans to serve their purpose like the Young Global Leaders Program and the WF. And they're at war with humanity and to get back at God, they want to destroy humanity. Hey friends. Sean from SGT Report here. That was Dave Hodges from The Common Sense Show. And what explains the bloodthirsty nature of the vampire people that prey on humanity? More than what Dave just described right there. Alien DNA. These people are aliens onto the human species. They prey on us, they hate us, and they are not going to win this war. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Just when you thought it was safe, interest rates spiked and new threats have come out of nowhere. Tensions are boiling from Asia to Europe and adapting to this turmoil is the key to safeguarding your wealth. Perhaps you've not considered gold before, but now is the time. It's insurance and right now you need some insurance. Noble Gold Investments has been protecting investors from disaster for years with precious metals. So if you're worried, it might be time to take a fresh look at gold and silver. Gold is a multi-century proven safe haven to shield your portfolio. And right now, Noble Gold Investments is offering a free three ounce silver American virtue coin with its new IRAs this month. If you open your Noble Gold Investments IRA or 401k rollover right now, you can claim your coin today. Remember, crisis brews gold insulates secure yourself and your portfolio against the threats go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now noblegoldinvestments.com it's the gold company i trust hey guys thanks for coming on back to the show it's sean from sgt report here got a very important update for you with my good friend dave hodges the commonsenseshow.com is the website dave how are you sir I'm great. Good to be on with you. It's been a while. Glad to have you on today. Breaking news. Dave, would it surprise you to hear that Jack Smith is now attempting to prevent Trump from presenting any evidence about January 6th in his January 6th trial? Welcome to the kangaroo court in Joe's Banana Republic, Dave. Unbelievable. But, you know, it, it is believable because we've been the victim of a Bolshevik communist coup, and this is the way they do business. And it never ends. It never ends. The gaslighting of the American people never ends because, as you know, it was the safest, most secure election in American history. Now, people are freaking out right now in Michigan because the Michigan Supreme Court has rejected a case to remove Trump from the 2024 ballot. These people, if they can't beat him, well, they've got to cheat. Yeah, that's exactly right. I got to take my hat off to the Michigan Supreme Court, though. They wanted to avoid the embarrassment that Colorado Supreme Court's about ready to endure before the Supreme Court. Four libtard judges in Colorado, four Supreme Court judges in Colorado voting to destroy our constitutional republic. Just tear it apart, thread by thread, Dave. It is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, you know, did you five years ago, I asked myself this question the other day. Um, and I was contemplating what I was going to buy my wife for Christmas. And I'm out there and I started daydreaming. I started thinking, man, have things changed? Five years ago, did you ever think we'd be arguing about how many genders there are, about whether or not you can keep a legitimate candidate off the ballot, uh, whether you can prosecute someone for free speech statements, 
Uh, absolutely incredible what's going on in this country. It's absolutely outrageous. It's outrageous. And uh, to add injury to insult, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger refuses to testify under oath now about Secretary of State's Dominion voting machines. So this guy is crooked as a country road. Does it surprise you at all, Dave? Well, just in case Trump wins and they bring Dominion voting machines under inspection and the process is associated with it, Raffensperger doesn't want to uh, commit perjury. So that's why he's doing what he's doing. Are you enduring the lockdowns from uh, the big social media giants? How are you doing over there? Oh, I I, uh, got deplatformed from YouTube and uh, really basically no reason given. I didn't have any strikes, no actions taken against me. Uh, just I woke up to an email said your account's been terminated and you were in good standing, right? Your channel had no strikes. No, no strikes. Nope. Yeah. And how about other social media platforms you being deplatformed? Not well, I'm not really that active on other ones. I have my own TV show at the common sense show.tv, but I control the platform. Uh, we have our podcast services. Uh, we're on all the usual suspects. They haven't caught up to me yet. I'll tell you the new one, though, what it is. PayPal. And we're starting to move away from PayPal because uh, the late Bob Griswold had $30,000 stolen from him. It's still in limbo with his estate. Uh, They said, you're in violation of our advertising policies. And they made a deal. You can't sell firearms uh, when he started advertising. And he said, "Okay, I won't do that. And he never did. And so you can't buy firearms on a PayPal account. Uh, He hasn't changed a thing, but they said, we can hold your money up to six months. And that's what they're doing. And Dr. Sherry Edwards, about the same amount. I think she's like 45,000. Sherry comes on my show. We talk about healing frequencies and so forth. And uh, PayPal did the same thing to her. So people beware. They're taking your money and it's like interest-free loans for six months. Yeah, it's uh, disgusting. You know, PayPal deplatformed me out of the blue. Uh, just a few years ago, after being on that platform for really more than a decade, my wife had used it uh, for an eBay account originally. And uh, yeah, the deplatforming of Americans continues. And you know as well as I do, where they want to take us next is to that Chinese model, digital ID in a central bank digital currency. And right now that is rolling out in the EU. And I don't think it's going to be stopped in the EU. I think they've got the green light right now. And so we're going to get to see what happens to citizens who comply with that kind of absolute tyrannical directive, Dave. Yeah. You know, I've come to a slightly different view than I had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I said CBDC was going to be the end game for everything, but I think that's a smokescreen. I think the real control, and you're right about the social credit, but the real control and real social credit will come out of digital ID. They want, before you go on the internet, you'll have to log on with your own digital ID and they can penalize you accordingly. And let me tell you why I don't think they're going to go through with CBDC fully in this country. Wall Street doesn't want it. And I had a couple of tips on this from Wall Street insiders. And I said, well, why don't you guys want it? And they said, because our banks can't do fractional reserve banking under CBDC. It'll be a one for one deal. We want a one for nine deal or a one for 20 deal for every dollar that's deposited in our bank. We can go loan out X amount of times over that and make the money. And I started thinking about that. And I said, you know what? I think CBDC might be a smokescreen for um, digital ID because they can do the same thing with digital ID with control that they can do with CBDC. 
Mm-hmm. Well, a digital ID would be game over anyway, right? So yeah, I agree with bank yes. digital. Yeah. A central bank digital currency aside, a digital ID. Yep. That's what they want. They want us to use a digital ID to even get on the Internet, you know, because they want to deplatform everybody's speech. But they'll just say <laughs> what they're trying to do is protect the world from bad actors. You know, it's just one lie after another. All they all they do is gaslight us. <laughs> that's all they can do anymore because all of their policies are anti-human. Well, what YouTube said when they uh, sent me the cancellation notice we have to keep our platform safe for other people. Yeah. But they didn't tell me how I was being unsafe. And, and I never advocate for violence ever. I have said, Oh, there's a time for self-defense. I said, that's biblical and it's legal, but uh, I'm not sure what the safe part means, but that's how they're going to couch it. Let, let me tell you a quick story. Pat Wood told me when he was on my show from uh, technocracy news, <clears throat> Pat talked about this Chinese lady he interviewed uh, she had published something on the internet that had been concerning to the CCP. So they sent out eight men in black to her apartment. She invited the men, served them tea, and they confronted her with what she said. She goes, well, I wasn't directed to the government. I was having a frustrating day. I was just mad at the world, but not, not at the CCP. I apologize for any misinterpretation. Um, and so they left and she thought she was okay. The next day, she got an eviction notice from her apartment. Then she was kicked out of her university. Then she got fired from her job. Then she had her travel permit on public transportation revoked. That's what's coming to America. You know, I don't think that's hyperbole. That is exactly what they want. That's exactly what Hillary Clinton would like. And that's what they're calling for at the World Economic Forum and at the United Nations. That's exactly what they're calling for right now is a total lockdown security state where you're not getting online without that digital ID. Well, yeah, but I think to make all this work, they have to put you in a confined space where they can control your movements. So you can't congregate with other revolutionaries, in quotes. Uh, And that'll be the smart cities. Mm -hmm. And so what I've been doing, Sean, is I've been investigating how could they possibly get people to willingly move to a smart city? A three to 500, you know, square foot micro apartment for a family of four how are they going to do that? So I've started researching it. If you're if you're curious, I'll tell you a couple of things I think I've discovered. Yeah, please. Well, one, there's no secret we're going we're going through the beginnings of a real estate collapse, uh, and um, but the property tax won't collapse with it, and we're going to go into deflation. Deflation is the real enemy, not inflation, because people will stop buying things thinking the price will be lower next week, and the economy will grind to a halt. And that'll carry over into the uh, real estate market. People just won't buy. And then we've got 30 million people coming, uh, elderly people, they're going to be selling their properties to downsize because property taxes will remain high. Wages will correspondingly drop to the deflation. And I'm thinking, man, that'll flood the market and the prices will drop even more. And that'll have a secular effect on the economy where wages will go down and unemployment will increase. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's one way, forcing people out of their homes. The other the other way, too, is this, is that if you just look at the economic statistics today, 65% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. 82% of those people tapped into either credit cards or their savings in this last year to pay for essentials like food and rent and mortgage. 
And there, people are at the point of desperation. And when they can no longer make the payments, they'll be forced out of their homes and repossessions. And here's the government saying, well, we have a nice place for you to come to. And I say the government because Biden just ceded $45 billion. This is the beginning of the program. There'll be much more money to come. But he, he set aside $45 billion for the failing commercial real estate industry to convert office space to climate change friendly real estate space for private residences. <clears throat> and they're already undergoing this in San Francisco and LA, Chicago and New York. And I'm thinking, well, that's another incentive they'll get people out of their homes. Is you bankrupt the nation, they have to have a place to live. So come to our smart city. And here's the scary thing about smart cities. There's a two, uh, two variable factor here with this. One is you're not going to have the jobs, and largely because of AI's influence and, and industries embracing AI because they have no choice in a failing economy to save money. And they say, well, that's okay. We'll give you universal basic income. But if you stop and think for a second, what kind of people are running the system? Well, they're basically Fabian socialists. If you don't give me more than we give to you, then we should do away with you. And this is one of the five pillars of modern sociology, Fabian socialism, which Herbert Spencer, the founder, said, if you don't put more into society than you take out, you should be done away with. And I think this is really scary. And I'll tell you, I'll even sidestep here for a second and digress. I've read a lot of the smart city stuff. And although they say they're going to be fair and equitable and diversity and all this great stuff for everybody, uh, I can't find one instance where they have a specific plan in a smart city to take care of the elderly and the handicapped. And the answer I get when I ask these questions is, well, you can walk everywhere in 15 minutes. And I'm thinking, no, not if you're 80 years old on a walker, you can't. And I think they're setting up for depopulation of the elderly. I think they're setting up for depopulation, much like Nazi Germany, for anyone who doesn't put more into society than they take out. And I think later that could be expanded to people that have the wrong views. If social credit won't silence them, then we have other ways of dealing with them. And if you notice in Canada, we're already seeing some precedent for my thinking because they are performing euthanasia on people who are depressed, have autism. Uh, so basic learning disabilities and mental illness are grounds for euthanasia in Canada. And those beliefs are now coming in to government action in Oregon and Washington state. So I think we're in for a pretty dark future. And, and just think about this for a second with the smart cities, no proposal for the elderly or the handicapped. If you and I, Sean, open a building, we have to have the handicapped rails. We have to file detailed plans with the state and federal government about how we're going to deal with, you know, underprivileged populations in terms of their health and their mobility. And if we don't do that, we can't get the permits to finish our construction. And if we lapse on that, we could lose our business license and we could have our property taken from us. So I look at this and I'm saying, this is really bad stuff. Now, taking a 30,000 foot view, once we're trapped into these smart cities by whatever means they get us there, then they can do basically anything they want with us. And I honestly don't believe that they're going to give people unlimited universal basic income forever. I think I think that's just to keep us from rebelling in the early stages. Yeah, you might be right about that. And um, 
interestingly enough, Catherine Austin Fitz has talked about the problem of unfunded liabilities, uh, Medicare, yes. Medicaid, Social Security. And uh, the conclusion that she drew is they're going to depopulate us out of the problem. So I think you're spot on there. I mean, they're going to make the problem go away through inflation and depopulation. It's yeah. the play card of uh, Ezekiel Emanuel. Get rid of the old people. I, I think that's definitely where they're going to be going with this. But also, too, I would I think it's very much the Nazi Germany model. The, the the Nazis got rid, but they won't get rid of the homosexuals. <laughs> it might be heterosexuals, but uh, the, they'll get rid of the you know the gypsies who were looked at as an underclass. They were dissidents. Uh, they'll get rid of political dissidents. They'll get rid of the handicapped, the mentally infirmed, um, and they'll get rid of the Jews. And I think it's likely, and I and I don't say this lightly. I think it's likely at some point in the latter stages of a purge that Christians would be specifically targeted like the Jews. Increasingly, that seems possible, actually. The world has become so hostile to Christians, and Democrats have become so hostile to Christianity. Have you noticed how over yeah. the I don't think there's a group of people more caustic towards Christians and Christianity than Democrats in this country? Well, they call it hate, they call the Bible hate speech. So I think that pretty much says what their intention will be. They can't do it now. You know, what they don't want is the world to rise up in unison against them because a unified effort could stop this. But as they piecemeal get rid of people that are the most dangerous, but the least likely people in the beginning to evoke sympathy, um, well, they were going to die anyway. Those old people, yeah, you know, we, we can't spend all our resources on them. We spent, in fact, Bill Gates even said this about six months ago, Bill Gates said, we spend way too much money on the last three months of life for the elderly. We need to curtail that. And, and he stopped short of saying what he meant, but I think we all know what he meant. Right. No, I think you're right. They say it. They explicitly usually say it. And uh, Ezekiel Emanuel has said that uh, really nobody should live past the age of 75 in a perfect world. <laughs> People outlive their usefulness, according to these eugenicists. And uh, the way to solve the problem is to not really allow anybody to live past age 75. So now what I want to ask you about is banks. Bank failures, are they coming? Where do we sit? We sit on the precipice with, you know, 30, what, 4 trillion in stated U.S. debt, couple hundred trillion in unfunded liabilities. Meanwhile, banks are terminating 60,000 workers in one of the bleakest years for the industry since 2000, 2008. And how about this? 44% of Americans believe the economy will get worse in 2024. You know, for the people who live on the bubble and they don't even have 500 bucks for an emergency, Dave, yeah. my heart really breaks, man. There's so many people in this world's wealthiest country, we're told, living on the bubble. So many people living on the bubble. Well, we are on the bubble, uh, but we're on the bubble in many ways, and it's a planned demise. It, it is. It's uh, You know what this is reminiscent of, and I'll make a, a kind of a crude parallel here. When they used to bring in the Nazi workers to the death camps that had skills that they needed for their war industry, they didn't want them there forever because they'd be harder to manage the longer things go on. And they might collaborate with each other and form rebellious groups and so forth. So they had a plan, no more than six months. So what they would do is they'd systematically starve them to death by withdrawal of calories progressively over time, and eventually they'd fall sick and die. 
of causes related to malnutrition. Well, if you take that model of progressive degradation of a population, this is what they're doing to the country. They're progressively denigrating the country. I mean, um, what, what's the cure to, to the economy caused by debt? Stop spending more than you take in. It's that simple. But they refuse to do that. And then, of course, they're overrunning the country and deculturizing the country with millions of immigrants that aren't made to assimilate. When my dad's side of the family came here from Germany, they had to go through a seven-year naturalization period, pass a test on the Constitution, uh, and uh, be able to be proficient somewhat in English to become a citizen. Well, there's no acclimation. So we have people here who are not loyal to the country, don't know their rights. They're more easily uh, administered a uh, dictatorial form of government too, because that's what they knew when they came here. And so they're not going to rise up and protest. I do believe they're the replacement. And then of course, uh, Christopher Ray testified before Congress when the head of the FBI said, we have an estimated 80,000 terrorists in our country and these cities are now on the watch list and we're really worried about what can happen. And that's a result of an open border. So that's the degradation of a country too. We're less safe, we're vulnerable. We have destroyed the military through woke policies. They can't even meet 50% of the recruitment requirements. And uh, the military industrial complex steals money like crazy. The Pentagon has failed six audits. So we know the money is not going into where it should. And then we bled our reserves dry by supporting Ukraine. I could go on and on, but this all adds up to, you, you would go into the medical degradation where medical, you know, I used to teach research to graduate students working on their dissertation and we use medical modeling. So I know the process really well. Everything we're bringing to market right now is an antithesis of what the medical modeling profiles are supposed to be. And by the way, the brain chips that they want to put in your head, they've only tested them on animals to date, and a third of the animals died. Uh, this is all about destroying America. Uh, I'll give you one more. Uh, the vaccine. Uh, I, I We can't say necessarily cause and effect um, if I'm being consistently accurate with research terminology. But we can say there's a strong correlation between taking vaccines and the decline of the American lifespan in the last four years from 79 years of age to 76 years of age. And that corresponds to the increase in deaths that many people associate with taking vaccines. So we are under a total full front assault. And then we're finding out what's in our food, our water's tainted. Everything that's being done is to the detriment of the average American. And I don't care how incompetent someone is, like Joe Biden's administration, no one could get it wrong this many times unless the intent to depopulate through a slow burn process wasn't in play. Yeah, it's 100% on purpose. And uh, I guess as we round out the conversation, I'd asked you about the economy, you know, potentially getting worse in 2024. And I think it's sort of baked in the cake in terms of inflation, right? One way or the other, things are going to get worse, at least slowly over time, if not fast and suddenly all at once, because of inflation. Now, we've sort of got the best of the worst of it. Dollar is the world's reserve currency, but uh, eventually they'll take everything from the American people through inflation. It seems to be a system that's done a really good job for the bankers since 1913, Dave. Well, they've told us. Klaus Schwab said, you'll own nothing and love it. And uh, they've gone on to talk about their control mechanisms. They plan 
I mean, they've had this in Agenda 21. Uh, in fact, actually, one of Obama's advisors published a website called America2050.org. And I don't think this is up there anymore, but it used to be. He had America divided into 11 megalopuses of 6 million each. This is pretty scary. Wait a minute. 6 million times 11 is 66 million in a country of 340 million. And that actually corresponds to the death rate foretold by the Deagle report. It said what the population of the U.S. would be by 2015 as projected in 2013. So those two numbers correspond with each other. I believe it's their plan to depopulate by 80 to 90 percent. And uh, what better way to do it than congregate people in smart cities? Because, Sean, you know the answer to this. What happens to a civilization when people are forcibly relocated into small confined areas? Well, it's genocide. That's, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to know that. Just open a history book. Hey, friends. Apologies for the quick break and a word from our sponsor. Just when you thought it was safe, interest rates spiked and new threats have come out of nowhere. Tensions are boiling from Asia to Europe and adapting to this turmoil is the key to safeguarding your wealth. Perhaps you've not considered gold before, but now is the time. It's insurance. And right now you need some insurance. Noble Gold Investments has been protecting investors from disaster for years with precious metals. So if you're worried, it might be time to take a fresh look at gold and silver. Gold is a multi-century proven safe haven to shield your portfolio. And right now, Noble Gold Investments is offering a free three ounce silver American virtue coin with its new IRAs this month. If you open your Noble Gold Investments IRA or 401k rollover right now, you can claim your coin today. Remember, crisis brews, gold insulates. Secure yourself and your portfolio against the threats. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. noblegoldinvestments.com. It's the gold company I trust. What did you make of that Deagle report when that came out? Because uh, it was it, real. Uh, yeah, it caused quite the hubbub uh, across the internet uh, space here in the truth space. And a lot of people tried to debunk it. And then a couple years later, guess what happened? They introduced a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, which has killed tens of millions of people around the world. Well, I do think that we may not see a third world war because it could be detrimental to the globalists. Um, I'm not sure that hiding out's the right answer because you might have to stay underground for decades um, if it's bad enough. I think it's more likely we're going to see um, specifically designed viruses for certain populations. And we know there's race specific viruses I think that's probably when it's going to be. And I think it's probably geared towards Ebola or Marbugs, which is very close. But let me tell you why I say Ebola. I researched the heck out of this when we had the first Central American invasion in 2014. And Ebola showed up uh, with 19 cases. Most of them were in Texas. Two of them died. And I says, oh, my gosh, this is really bad. Let me see what I can find out about Ebola. And I published this on my website. The CDC owns the patent and all treatment to Ebola. Well, you can't own a disease unless you've modified it. And it's my belief that they modified it to weaponize it. And we know that Ebola, and this is a lot of this is out of Canadian research that's been replicated. Uh, Ebola is transmissible through aerosolization and the transmission distance is up to about 27 feet. And that's from Canadian research and we also know that the virus now can live outside the body. So could you technically contract it on a doorknob? Technically. I don't think it's likely. But it's much more contagious than we were told 
It's not just transmission through bodily fluids. You can catch it in other ways. And the fact that Ebola has turned this into a, I mean, uh, the CDC turned this into a profit motive for them, I think speaks to intention down the road. Mm -hmm. And so if I were to hedge a bet in Vegas today, what's the most likely depopulation agent they're going to use? Well, I think we'll have state funded executions. They'll call it euthanasia for whatever they want to soften the blow with. But I think the main one is going to be a pathogen. And I think COVID was just the trial balloon to look at the control mechanisms they had in place to see what they got to do to firm up control mechanisms. Yeah. And what did they learn from COVID, do you think, in the lockdowns? Because people are compliant. Well, yeah, compliant. surprisingly compliant, right? Yeah. And do you think people will fall for that again? And, you know, Ebola or Marburg, that could be the right boogeyman for what they want to do, right? Because I think what they yeah. really like to do, if they can't jail Trump and get him off the ballot, is not have an election at all. And what boogeyman would there be then? Oh, an Ebola outbreak. And now the World Health Organization is going to get involved and Joe Biden's going to play ball. And suddenly we got to lock down the country because maybe a couple people died from maybe what they're calling Ebola. I, listen, I totally agree with you. You asked me a really good question. You said, will the people fall for COVID again? No. But if you have people actually dropping, dropping dead in the streets and they're bleeding out of every orifice, which you do with Ebola, then you're going to have the people's attention. And I think that they realize the severity of what comes next must be must be much worse than what COVID was. And that will enforce compliance. Listen, I'll stay in my home if I know Ebola is on the loose and it's aerosolized. I mean, listen, Ebola is nothing to mess with. When you catch it, there's, there's about a 10% immunity factor with it. 90% of the people die. And we know now the incubation period's a lot longer than what they told us. Originally, I think they said it was from two to 13 days. And we know now up to about 45 days, it can be contracted. Uh, so it, it's the right pathogen. Now, here's the other thing, and I should probably make sure I mention this. Back in 2008, as I did archival research, I found that a group called Crucell Laboratories, now they scrubbed this research on COVID. It was not COVID, but on Ebola. It was on their website. And they claimed that they had an effective vaccine for Ebola. And I think before they introduce it, the elite are going to make sure they have a vaccine that they can depend on. I, I will tell you this, though. I, I'm, I'm a pretty experienced researcher, and I looked at their data sets, uh, and I didn't like them. I thought they needed more numbers. I thought that they needed more replicable research. I only saw a single study research, and I said, that's pretty weak. That's generally not accepted in the medical community. But but they did claim that they had a vaccine. And then when I started to call attention to it and I started to write about it in 2014, uh, they scrubbed the research after I published my first article. I don't think that was a coincidence. Hmm. So I do think there probably is a vaccine out there. It may not be the one from Crucell, but the elite are going to have to basically immunize themselves against whatever they create to release on the rest of us. Yeah. If what they say has been released is real because you know when they dismantled the smith munt act under obama it allows these criminals to lie to us and use propaganda domestically uh, against the american people and they do that very well by gaslighting and lying to us all day long on uh, their quote-unquote news networks so it'll be interesting to keep our eyes on these types of stories because we don't even know what's real anymore sean you're right about the real part 
I've been doing a lot of deep dive research into AI, and I'm, I'm reminded of what William Casey, the former CIA director, said. Well, no, we've been successful in everything the American people believe is a lie, mm-hmm. and AI has the ability to do that. Um, the Internet, as they turn us into digital ID to even access the Internet, the Internet will be monitored and controlled by AI. And by AI, I mean that human input will not be needed. And and AI is now producing stories. In fact, actually, I know Whitney Webb said this the other day on an interview I caught of hers. She believes that uh, the majority of stories on the internet before much longer will all be AI generated and people like you and I won't be allowed to participate. So they'll mold our minds to believe what it is they want us to believe with regard to whatever pathogen they release. Yeah. Well, somebody in the uh, comments section below my last video, Dave, uh, put a link that said, uh, I used AI to do an interview with SGT report. So I clicked on it and sure enough, there's my logo and there is a computer generated voice that sounds a lot like me. I mean, you know, within 10, 15% of sounding exactly like me doing an interview with this essential, essentially a white supremacist guy, words I would never say spewing out of my mouth in this AI. I, I hear you. An interview. Uh, you know, back in the old days of the X-Files, I remember this one episode where they had this inner globalist controlling think tank group meeting. And they said, yeah, if, if this guy won't play ball with us, we'll just put kitty porn on his computer and frame him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is along the same genre of what you're talking about. AI can plant evidence to make you a criminal. I actually did a rumble report on that, I think a couple of days ago. And I said, it's now possible to frame people for crimes. Um, and and, and AI is very, very dangerous. Chap GPT will be the, un, I'll put it this way. You won't need CNN. You'll just need proxies that can control what's written and it'll be written by AI. That's what it's coming to. Our entire media will be run by AI because they know how to program the people and they'll put that programming into effect. And you know what's interesting too? I hope this isn't true because I like a lot of the things that Elon Musk has done, but I remember what Albert Pike said, if you need a hero, we'll provide one for you. But he's he's done the, uh, well, F them for wanting to censor me and blah, blah, blah. Okay, he does all that good stuff. He put Alex Jones back on Twitter And that's all really good. But what if he's trying to draw people to Twitter to such a level that it teaches AI more about the human race and how to control it? Isn't that interesting? And and then you wonder, uh, Whitney Webb believes this to be true. I'm not sure yet. I can't say she's wrong or right. I don't know. But she contends that someone like Elon Musk might be the controlled opposition, fake fight with the EU and the EU is coming after him for free speech on Twitter. They want to shut him down. And I'm thinking, yeah, maybe she could be right. This could be contrived with the goal of he loses in one area and we all suffer and we all lose our freedom of speech. Because right now the world is going to go to uh, to Twitter. Don't you agree? People eventually are going to get sick of YouTube and they're going to go to Twitter. Well, yeah, you know, I'm finding that Twitter is a very useful tool in the search for truth. So at mm-hmm. least those of us who care about being engaged in the town square and exploring truth and real news, 
we rely on Twitter as a search mechanism because it's far and away better than YouTube's search mechanism and Google's. I mean, all they do is scrub truth from the search results. Uh, so to that extent, Twitter's still very important to me. Well, we, we are we are at that point. And see, we've kind of hit on a whole nother interview here because um, I really believe the propagandizing and effective brainwashing through conditioning is going to be done by AI on the internet. And uh, like I said, people like you and I will not be able to print what we want to print. Well, let me show people something. Um, I don't know if people understand necessarily how advanced this AI stuff is getting. Um, Dave, you can certainly continue to talk as I play this, but uh, this is an AI generated movie trailer, 100% generated by AI in visual special effects. I'll bring the sound, Dave. I'll bring the sound down. But uh, isn't that something? And there's many more like it all over Twitter. You know, you're opening up Pandora's box here, Sean, because what I'm seeing here is how they would try to pull off Project Bluebeam, which is a fake alien invasion to combine all the nations for self-defense. Right. Yeah. New world order creation. I've often said Bluebeam is the final end card of the globalists. If, if everything else fails to give them total absolute control, no more nation states, Blue Beam will be how they do it. What I just saw there from what you showed would be a good lead into that. Well, think of this too. You know that big globe, uh, the sphere they built out in Vegas? You seen this yes. thing they built? Okay. I've just seen the pictures. I guess you two did a concert there, which was you know littered with satanic symbology in it. And uh, evidently, just imagine how big that thing is, right? It's this giant giant sphere now what if technology existed to use our atmosphere against us in that same convention that same way right because that sphere they built in vegas that thing was unimaginable just 15 20 years ago the technology didn't exist or the technology was too expensive well what exists out there dave in those skunk works projects one wonders that we don't have any idea it would look magical to us it would look alien it would look off world to us. It's you know, so there was there was a movie called The Arrival with Charlie Sheen back yes. in yep. uh, what I think it was ninety seven. Uh, it aired, and the movie was about an alien race that had come to Earth, had changed shapes to imitate humans, and to take control of key industries and government positions to cause the Earth to heat up. Uh, to make life extinct like the frog in the boiling pot. It'd be over before you knew what was happening. And what you're describing there kind of fits that frog in the boiling pot scenario. Um, and I think it ties into transhumanism and singularity. Uh, what crossed my mind when you talked about this is, will they pull so much CO2 out of the air with their climate change policies that it makes the earth uninhabitable unless you're lucky enough to be one of the ones that can meld human and machine in singularity under the transhumanism banner and go forward from there. And then the humans go extinct because they're now in a hostile environment. 
entirely. That's what, awesome. that's what you reminded me. Well, I, I've looked a lot at transhumanism lately because I think they're headed long, just headlong into this. They don't want humans here. If you got just a second, I'll tell you why I believe this. Yeah, please. Uh, well, UN Agenda 2030, Club of Rome Committee of, you know, 300. Don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you. But I, yeah, I'm into Genesis 6, and I wish I had the phrase here, but uh, Genesis 6, uh, verse 4, uh, gets into um, talking about the Nephilim, and they bred with earth women, and we know they were the fallen angels, cast out by the Lord. This is actually training they did in the NSA back in the late 80s. I know my friend Vance Davis, who was part of this training, has come on my show many times and talked about this, and it was a lead-up to transhumanism, which he described before it was even a word. He wrote a book about it. And he didn't use the word transhumanism, but he described the process. And and what um, what we're looking at here I, I, is the concept of melding mind and machine for immortality. And it's really people who want to live as long as they possibly can. And so they meld the man and machine. And then those who are the undesirables get left out. And the environment becomes so hostile. But here's why I believe this, though. Um, when God cast down the fallen angels to this planet, you know, Satan came with them, and this is Satan's planet. And in verse four, it talks about the Nephilim breeding with the earth women and so forth. And, and people think that that DNA was wiped out by the flood, but that's not what Genesis four says. And it says, and they were there afterwards. Afterwards is reference to Noah's flood. And I, in, in fact, it's funny, I was on Paul Begley's, uh, I was in his conference speaking to his audience, and he and I talked about this, and he said, this has become a major point in eschatology now in the Christian religion, where many pastors are beginning to consider this too. I think it's real probable that we have two DNA on this planet. One is God's creation, human DNA. The other is this hybrid alien style DNA, and the alien pure blood DNA. They recruit humans to serve their purpose, like the Young Global Leaders Program and the WF. And they're at war with humanity. And to get back at God, they want to destroy humanity. And in fact, in the NSA training they did on this, Vance Davis has said many times on my show through the years that they wanted um, the early fallen angels wanted to get back at God by taking soul from human beings but they couldn't figure out how to do it. So they decided they would morph human beings into not being human. And that's how Vance described transhumanism back in 1988, long before there was a transhumanism term. <laughs> Excuse me. And I think that this is exactly what we're looking at today on the planet. This is ultimately a battle between good and evil. And the evil ones are setting up the environment to extinguish uh, God's creation. Now, if you follow through the Bible and go to Revelation, uh, especially Revelation 13, that's not going to happen. Uh, but God, I mean, Jesus does say in the Bible, he's quoted by John, he says, if Jesus did not return, there'd be no flesh left alive. But I think the word flesh is very telling there. Flesh, not transhumanism, not singularity concept of man and machine melding, flesh. And their goal is to extinguish all flesh. Now, that's more of a spiritual eschatology argument. And I don't think people need to say, well, I, I don't believe that. So I'm not going to listen to Dave or anyone else who believes that. That's fine. But I would say this. You don't have to believe it to understand what they're already doing to us.
And what they're doing to us is setting us up for depopulation. Yeah. Well, you know, I believe in the sanctity of human blood. And what did this bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine do? It targeted our blood. (laughs) It's changing people's blood. It's literally changing people into autonomous zombies and lobotomizing them in many ways. So we're very, very much under attack in these people. You know, I agree with you about the DNA, too. I think uh, my recent guests, Dustin Nemos and Nathan Reynolds, would both agree with you. Uh, There is spiritual war at play uh, every single day in this world. And these fallen ones, I think that's what explains the dastardly things these people do to us, Dave. That's what explains it. They love Lucifer. They are essentially Lucifer's children. Well, the Hopis have a real good saying that I like. They say that there is no tree so foolish as to have branches fight amongst themselves. And if you look at war is an unnatural act. I understand when someone breaks into your home, you defend your family, you have to take a life. I understand the mentality. I don't understand the mentality of putting on a uniform and going to kill complete strangers that you don't even know. And that's so bankers can make more money. The military industrial complex can get rich. In Congress, through insider trading, the longer a war goes on, the more money they make. Uh, I understand the motivation, but it's not a natural act. This is why I'm telling people, if they bring in the draft, say no and hell no. Do not let your young adult children go because they will sacrifice them for their profit. And this will have nothing to do with national defense. I just could not agree with you more in the fact that this puppet president would dare try to extort the American people for more money for Ukraine. Otherwise, we might send your boys over there. What a piece of human filth he is. He's the sickest, treacherous. I I can't. I don't have enough words for how much I dislike that man. When you shower with your daughter, and I'm convinced that happened based on the Veritas Association. uh, When you shower with your daughter, that says it all. When you defend your drug abusing, sexually perverse criminal son, Okay, you've told me everything I need to know about you. And he's hired like minded people. I mean, look at the freaks that he has in his administration. They're either grossly incompetent or they're the kind of perverts that the Bible warned us about. Yeah, 100 percent. Let me show your website here, Dave. Uh, The Common Sense Show. Guys, I'll leave a link below. How often do you do shows, Dave? And what's the easiest way for people to tune in? Um, well, we do shows five days a week on our podcast service. We do about the same amount on our TV at the common sense show.tv. And then we post the majority of these shows right here, along with select articles from friends and colleagues that I'll put up there. Very good. All right. I will leave a link below. Dave, I appreciate your copious and generous amount of time today that you've given us. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Sean. Thank you for having me. All right. God bless you and yours. Friends, thank you. much for tuning in. I'll remind you every single day for free. Check us out at sgtreport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird mainstream media CIA lies. Bye-bye. It's almost satirical at this point in our life to be able to watch this play out because 15, 20 years ago, people were throwing rocks at us saying, you know, you guys are a bunch of nut jobs and conspiracy theorists. And here we are living on the precipice of a time where the collective world leaders are describing a means with which to stop the world from breathing.